This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by... What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck, and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5%, and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. All right, so Bev's video came in is brought to you by Body Parts Lighting. We've all seen Christmas Story a million times, right? And and I got kind of jacked a couple of Christmases ago, and I'm like, I know there's a leg lamp, but what else can I do? So I find Body Parts Lighting, and I absolutely filled my house. I mean, I have a, you won't believe this, I have a chandelier of balls hey the crystal balls why did some of them run even crystal balls um, above the dining room table i've got just a foot as like a reading lamp by my chair by where i just it's a up side down heavy arch on that Hmm. too nate do you think i could get a left buttock you can get a left or a right buttock or you can get the sort of like focused in on the butthole as a black light oh oh that's yeah so a lot so body parts lighting, if you get the itch this year when uh, you're watching TBS and Christmas Story leg lamp just in your face all year, go to body parts lighting and uh, see what kind of a crevice you can light up in your house. <laughs> what a tagline. <laughs> podcast you want boys and girls <laughs> we just for a fact we were both nate and i were just right next to scotch's face so we could get the close-up because that is a glorious close it is weird and uh, like that Holy kind of fisheye lens type look it's freaky as hell you'll shoot your load it. out kid <laughs> <laughs> oh welcome everybody to bev's video kingdom and happy holidays christmas whatever you celebrate uh we are Happy to be here and with you talking about uh, my all-time favorite Christmas movie, A Christmas Story. How are you guys doing, Brad? You know we're getting close. We are we are right next. Uh, we're right next door to the uh, the Christmas holiday, and I'm loving it. This is just I I have a weird like love hate relationship with this time of the year because it's like I love it because I just love the lights and everything. 
but I hate taking down all the decorations because god damn my house looks so plain without a, like a bright christmas tree with all the mm -hmm. lights and i know people say oh well you can just leave it up i'm like no i buy a live tree like you know like reasonable people and so i mean that thing can't just sit there all day mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i guess I, I'm, I'm not buying a fake one sorry well uh, for all you that buy the fake plastic i understand a simple i'm doing fine with this that was what i was wanting i know for. i'm just I, I'm, so your I'm, entire I'm, relationship <laughs> to the season is about lighting and would yeah i mean i it's Pretty like much. it's like i have a love hate relationship with this because i feel differently about different decorations that's what i because you know the family and like you know, the cheer of the season but then it's like you know there's materialism and you're just like no i i, I like i don't like putting up my lights but i also don't like taking them down that's what i heard yeah <laughs> <laughs> I risk my life every year just for some dumbass icicle lights that that are just not even great. So, so, I, so I put up lights this year for the first time in a long time. So I, I wrapped them around nails and shit. I like wrapped, 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 right. wrapped. They looked like shit. So I went back and I was like, I, I'm going to do this. So I checked every string of lights. I then stapled them for the first time ever. I stapled them like a fucking boss. They were straight. I walked back. I looked at it and I was like, this is going to look amazing. I plugged them in. <laughs> Tell me how this is possible. The first two strings of lights, nothing. Everything else lit up. <laughs> I think that's electrically impossible. That is that's oh weird. I I I'm not trying to one up you but I feel like I can because I put up those dumbass icicle lights and on the exact peak like the highest point of my house when I'm up there like if I'm looking down it's straight into my driveway just cement if I fell off there it's like for sure adios it's like the one mm -hmm. spot like other places I'm like I could probably like grab that tree on the way done. down or land in the grass I'd be okay this part right in the middle. All the strands, all the lights are perfect, except right there in the peak, like that that like little like two foot section is is off. Because you're like That's the only part. I, because I, you're like I, I won't do it. It's like no, 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 no. You I got up there like the an lights idiot. are there, but those particular lights <laughs> are not working. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just daring me to go up there, Come get again. your ass up there. Come, up here again. Come on up here, fix those lights. I, I dare you. Shit. I, I, I double dog dare you. Fix them? I gotta know. Oh fuck, not yet. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, I was out of town. <laughs> I don't go over about a six foot ladder. That, that's my limit. Yeah. I don't trust my coordination. Oh I just don't. man, I get up on the roof like an idiot. I'm like, <laughs> no, why am I doing this? Doing like, that. if I did like a cool show, it'd be like, well, there's a little sacrifice here to make this look awesome. No, it's just it, icicle lights. If you die by falling off your roof, I am absolutely going to bring this up at your. Funeral. Oh please, I'm please. Be like he knew it was going to happen. And he did it anyway. He's an idiot. We like Brad, <laughs> but he's an idiot. <laughs> I, I, if you don't tell that story at my yeah. my falling. Off Trust roof, me, you know, I'm going to be pissed. So I think, is this the first time that I, I don't know if the three of us have ever been alone on a pod before? It, is it the first time? It could be. It I mean, be. I don't remember yeah. a pod. So, well, I mean, because it's our, been, you know, you haven't been here for a few and then we haven't had Zach here for a bunch well, and, and, and you weren't here either. And usually we're going to be doing a draft. So we would have to have at extras. least somebody yeah. extra here because they're going to be drafting yeah. with us or judging. Right. So just the trio right here. Is, yeah, I like is, is fun I, mean, I miss Zach, but I kind of dig the, the vibe we're having. You know, it's yeah. a little weird and I kind of like it. I can reach to both of you. And, yeah. You know, if you get under the table holes, far enough. Little, 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 yeah. A little cross country skiing. Like, I mean, it is tis the season. Tis the season. I mean, I mean yeah. Olympics coming up too, and you know, like the Olympics, like this is like the new event, the uh, three the person cross country. Cross country. Yeah, I like I that it. a lot. All right. Well, <laughs> as you heard from that banter, I'm Scotch Beck. We got Brad and we got Nate. Uh, Zach is in highway hell right now, and uh, we miss him and love him. But uh, if I had a button now, highway to hell. 
<laughs> can't play there that song ten during this, this type of time of year, dude. It's the, Why? It's, it's the Christmas warm? season. Oh, highway to hell is too hot. It's true. Yes, it's Christmas. We can't talk about hell. <laughs> Brad's fine with that. He just cares about the lights. <laughs> That's all. all I right, care about let's talk season. about a fucking movie. Uh, a Christmas story. Uh, like I've said, I think I said on the last pod. I this is just my all time favorite. To, this movie to me, I can't start Christmas without it. And my and it, I was even talking to my girlfriend about this this weekend because she was like talking about how her daughter used to every year Christmas Eve this was their movie and she's you know Annika's trying to get all all the stuff ready for Christmas cooking and baking all this shit and all of a sudden her daughter's like we got to watch Christmas Story and she's like oh, fuck. I have to stop everything and spend the next you know hour and a half two hours however long I didn't even see how long this movie is I don't care and she has to watch this movie and so as she's telling me this story, I'm sitting there going, hmm, well, I have to watch this movie too at some point. Because she's like, I never want to watch that movie ever again. I'm like, um, it's kind of my thing. Oh. I, I have to watch so it now at some she, point. So she, her, her daughter passed the toy. Like she, she got rid of the, the daughter having, making her watch it. Now you're going to make her watch it? Yeah. But, the, but I also said this. I said, look, it doesn't have to be Christmas Eve. It just has to be at some point either Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. Oh, and, okay. and, and we don't have to sit down and watch it. It just has to be on. I'll, I'll turn on TNT or whatever and when they have the 24 hours of Christmas story and I just want it on and I'll catch this scene and then this scene and that scene. So that's all I need. So, so funny you say that because the, an oft-discussed uh, topic on the pod is how I watch movies. Right. Um, and this one I sat down to watch and then I was like, what am I doing? Because I don't know, like I've probably seen if you were sort of to stitch it together, I've probably seen this movie. I don't know. I mean, like hundreds of times. Yeah. But it's always or almost always just sort of patching it together mm -hmm. because, you know, it's always running. Right. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch it any other way. So I put it on. And of course, I don't have real TV like Scott. So I just put it on and when it would get over. I just hit the start again. And I did that for like three or four days. And I think I caught every scene. I mean, you right. know, I've seen them all. And it definitely felt right. I was like, this is the way the movie, it's almost like this. I mean, in some ways the movie plays to it because the sequence doesn't matter that much. Yeah. It's very much a vignette type movie. It's a vignette yeah. type movie. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I actually today decided, cause I actually wasn't going to, I didn't, I felt like I didn't need to watch this. I've seen it enough times. I've seen it. Like you said, probably if you put all the pieces together a hundred times easy, cause I just watch this all the time. And I watch it multiple times each Christmas and I actually sat down and pushed start. And this is the earliest I think I've ever watched it. And it felt kind of weird, you know, because it's usually the day of or, or at least the day before. Um, but gosh, dang it. I started to feel like it was Christmas already. Yeah. Well, it just it did the trick. And I, and I will say it's in it's, you were asking about the time. It is a long hour and 34 Wow. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah. I feel like it's it's a slow. If you just sit down and watch it, it's a, it's a slow, slow burn. movie. Yep. And it's yeah. only an hour and 34. So it's, right. it's actually kind of a slow movie, but it is a shorter movie when it comes to like compared to the others. So. Right. And not exactly a blockbuster in the, in the well, theater. Well, so this is, I'm curious. I, I've never looked to see yeah. because I have commentary on this. Well, it, you know, it's, it's 1983 and it was made for $3.3 .3 which makes sense. No huge actors right. in this, you know, some, a couple well-known, yeah. you know, with good careers and the box office was 19.2 million. So it actually That's was successful. Nutty. That's way more than I thought. It was successful, but also that's not where it made its money. I mean, obviously just syndication and 
DVD so, and VHS. So, so here, here's my question, and I did no research, so of course I'm going to have to ask. When did it start the like loop on TBS? Is it TBS or TMT? I, I it's both. now on, it used to be on one of them. Then I think it went to both of them. Now yeah. I think it's back to one of them. So like, when did that start? And did, was this just like Ted Turner to, like really liked the movie? And he was like, you know what? We're going to play this. That's a great time. question. I have no clue. Cause my, my belief, if I'm remembering some story correct is that it wasn't like right away. Right. Like, I think this happened some number of years after the movie even went to video was that like it started to loop on this. Right. And my belief is that like the movie actually, even though it apparently did okay, was not nearly the phenomenon that it was right. for a number of years until it hit TNT. And so, you know, it's, it's an interesting movie. It's like you ask the sort of like, I wonder whether or not it's really, we can't, we clearly can't separate this from the experience of having it on all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I have to step back, right, it's probably not a very good movie in a sense. Right. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, well, I guess I just mean, it's not the, the quality in some sense of the movie does not match the level of like affection that most people have for it. Well, and I would say very much a younger, I mean, our, our generation's affection is not matched by younger generations. Well, it's because they don't have TNT or TBS. No, I'm just saying, like, you show it to them, and they're like, this is a fucking boring yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, it's well, just not you can't, because again, Very nostalgic. You can't show movie. it oh, to yeah. them and be like, sit down and watch this movie. Yeah. It has to just be a movie that you maybe see through once, but then it's like, it's just you, see, you pick up scenes, right? And you remember, right. right? But it's funny. Like, there's so many things. Like, you, knew, you opened the episode with the ho, ho, ho. Mm -hmm. I literally... All, like I'd say half the time I think in my head, ho, 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 I think, ho, ho, ho. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the most aggressive ho, ho, hoing <laughs> yeah. that's ever been done ever, ever. Yeah. And, and like intimidating and evil and like, and the little elf just, helper helpers are like total. Dicks. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, all yeah. the, the fisheye lens is like so perfect in that scene. Yeah. No doubt. Um, but I do have a quick answer for you guys. So in, in, uh, 85 Turner, bought MGM studios, their entire library. Uh, they sold off the studio, but they kept their library and, uh, they started airing at 91. Exactly. People, That's what I thought. People dug it. And then in 97 is when they went the 24 hour yeah. marathon. But, but so it comes out in 83, 83. So, I mean, that's, I mean, eight years later, I bet you that if you looked at like video rentals, I mean, if you had this information, you would see that it was a pretty like moderate, VHS success yeah, right. up, up right. to that point. And then it just go, I mean the pot, it would have been in the general consciousness, but I'll bet it wouldn't have been anything like, so, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I guess though, Scott, so you, you would have been in 83, uh, I would have been 17, like, <laughs> 1741. <laughs> no? Um, I would have been, let's see, uh, 74, nine. Okay. So, yeah. My guess is that like you're you probably don't remember it that much from the eighties. No, I, I I don't I didn't watch it early on. Definitely right. didn't see it in the theater or anything like that. Right. I, I saw it on VHS at some point. I don't remember exactly when. Yeah, and I bet you might have caught the like. I mean, you watched a fair bit of TV and movies, but I'll bet you still even caught the like. La I, like I'll bet people that are just a little older might not have the same feeling because they it passed them over, right? They didn't right. kind of have that relationship with. Whereas kids of the nineties. Right. I mean, we were sort of wheelhouse, right? We were 12 when it starts running regularly. Right. I, I, I know for a fact, I remember 
somebody giving us the tape and saying you you should watch this. I remember I sitting remember around the big with ass VHS cover, like it was like right. a big yeah. ass plastic, like those old like <laughs> with the they wreath were like, on it. And, yeah, they were know. like very like big ass whole like uh, uh, plastic VHS. Had covers. the edges, the lip. Yeah, the lips. On the, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little clamshell. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what it was. It was a clamshell. But yeah, yeah so. Again, super important movie to me. Um, now, is this a movie that you guys, Brad? Do you, do, is this something you watch all the time, or is it just something you haven't seen in a while? Oh yeah, you know this is this is in the the wheelhouse of of Christmas movies that must be watched at mm. some point, um, purely for nostalgia's sake. Like, right. there's, I mean, there's things I love about the movie in pieces, as far mm. as acting, as far as just lines and things like that. As a movie as a whole, like like sitting down and watching it. It's a little, it's a little bit of a drag, a but bit, bit. the nostalgia just makes up for it. Like there's just, it, there's just, just so many great scenes. And mm-hmm. as you're walking through the room, if it's on the background, you're like, you'll, you'll stop for a minute. Cause oh, here's comes this scene. Yeah. This is the scene where the, the, he has this, the fantasy about the teacher and she's drawing the pluses yeah. on the walls and just like, oh, and she just, yeah, she, tch, tch, tch. like the way she like does the pluses is so yeah. aggressive. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so the, this, I mean, what I think, and I don't want to say saves this, but like what makes the movie age well in a sense is that it it is intentionally silly in a lot of the scenes right so like we were this morning i was watching uh i turned it on just to sort of like you know and i jumped into a part right and it's the part where he fantasizes about saving his family right and 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 charlie my daughter was sitting there with me and she had not paid any attention the times i've had it on but i started chuckling so she sits down she's chuckling He's shooting these silly robber looking looker looking people, and the, uh-huh. the parents are acting kind of you know sort of over the top, and it's one of those things that like somehow the the aging of the way the movie's shot, the aging of the look of the film, it somehow like seems in like even now correct because they have these little like you know fantasy strain things that look you know mm-hmm. like they're even older right they look like talkies or you know yeah. like yeah, yeah. And, and they have these little bits where it's sort of a little it's over the top and a little fast forward it like it looks like it's in fast motion some of the little exactly and, and so yeah. so it's almost like it's a it's a timeless piece because it doesn't have a, an era right it's not like right. it's a movie that was made in 1983 to look like it was made in a modern time it was almost made to look like it was 20 years old at the time right but i think that's a pretty brilliant way to Add some silliness, some stuff that that you know isn't realistic with the little daydream sequences and, yep. and these funny little things. So you can actually add something funny like that. So maybe a younger kid who isn't going to pay attention to the plot at all is going to see the little robbers you get shot in the butt and falling off the fence, and and you can do X's, that. X's over their eyes. X's over their yeah, eyes. That, I love that part. <laughs> so yeah. weird, but uh, yeah. So it's just kind of a it's kind of a neat. Um, use of that to kind of, and also to break up the film a little bit. Cause you know, you have this story going along and all of a sudden he has another daydream and it, and it has this ridiculous premise with the wicked witch of the, you know, with his mom's the witch and, or whatever. And, 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 uh, or no, the mom's the jester and the teacher's the witch. And, yeah. and so it's just kind of a fun, like approach to break up a movie. And I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Where'd this pay, where'd this go in the, in the draft on voiceovers? We have a voiceover draft, right? We did. And, and it's gotta be high. I mean, I'm pretty it sure I, it was, it was the first round. I'm pretty sure I picked it. And, and I mean, it, it shows right when you watch this and I will say in terms of if, if I'm, if I'm sort of identifying the thing that I think works the well, it's not just the voiceover, which is great. Right. It's actually that Peter Billingsley somehow, 
and you know, this may be his direction because he's a pretty young kid, but the facial expressions match the somehow match the voiceover so oh, yeah. well. And maybe they do the voiceover secondarily, but it's so good, okay. right? Like his facial expressions pick up the sort of like tone of the voiceover exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think the voiceover really works more because it, ma it, it like it blends with the acting, especially, you know, right. particularly well. I, I don't know why the question it went number one overall. I was going to say, okay. I thought it went number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it my pick? Um, cause I'm pretty sure if you had the first pick, it was I'm the pretty first sure overall I did. pick. And then red Shawshank. That was probably mine. Shawshank red. And then casino. Interesting. You usually think did you like, take HI at the end? Yeah, HI. I, I might have. I, I think it was this guy. Might have been. Yeah, he might have taken it. Because I think that's when he did. It was the okay. HI versus high thing. I don't remember. I don't um, think so. I, think yeah, I, took I don't remember what happened It was a three-person draft, so somebody was gone. But what's cool, what's, what, what I love about the, the narrator, it's Gene Shepard who wrote the book that this movie was based on. So the guy who wrote the In God We Trust, All, other, all Others Pay Cash, he's the narrator. Gene Shepard. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, he's going to get all the right, like, just precise it's in his head. wording. It's in his head. He's picturing the scene. Yeah. So, it's like everything about that narration is so perfect. That's yeah. obviously why it went number one. This would be a question I'd really want to ask the, the director, I think. Oh, you like think the, so? Oh, well, maybe we should look into doing something like that. Let's try it. This episode of BVK is brought to you by Best Fucking Furnace Company. Tired of talking mad shit to that bitch-ass furnace that can barely get your feet warmer than your grandma's frosty old cooch? Then you need to go to the best fucking furnace company. Our goddamn furnaces are built to heat your house up hotter than Satan's taint on his vacation in Death Valley. And the best fucking thing of all, our furnaces are built to work fucking better the more shit you talk to them. So go to town like a salty sailor, spitting the most obscene things you can imagine and let that piece of shit make your whore wife and fucking silly ass kids warm as a fresh fucked apple pie. <clears throat> Best fucking furnace company. We'll keep you warm, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tagline. Yeah, and I was worried about making too many cuss words in mine. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink Hypothesize what directors think Maybe sometimes get a guess Makes us look good Let's drink, laugh, and pretend We know what we're doing Drinking with the director Brought to you by Last Call Before we uh, sit down with the director um, Bob Clark Let's do a little bit of business here. And before we talk about what we're drinking, uh, we are part of a network. Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit about the network? We are part of the Deluxe Edition Network, a network of podcasts with all sorts of genres, all sorts of types of pods, and uh, a lot of fun, a lot of different types of categories for you to listen to. Right now, we have two podcasts of the month. Those are the Deluxe Edition Podcast with Casey and El Ray. Um, they're going to be interviewing some interesting guests, a lot of uh, uh, celebrities that they've interviewed, Tommy Chong. and uh, Well, they've interviewed uh, two characters from this movie. They have. Scott, they Scott Schwartz, who played Flick. He's the one that got his tongue stuck to the pole. And Zach Ward, who played Scott Farkas. They have interviewed both of those. So if you want to check out some extra Christmas, uh, Christmas story content, check them out. And then we also have the secondary podcast of December, which is the Steve and Crypto Show. 
they do movies and horror, music, comics, kind of all kinds of different things, and uh, pop no, culture. Type. No, no cryptocurrency advice. No cryptocurrency though. It's, I think that's a nickname, but I don't know him personally. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, maybe he's a great a lot guy. Of money. Who knows? Trading Bitcoin. <laughs> All right, so, what's, what's next on this agenda? What, what are we drinking? So, uh, Brad. I am drinking the classic Citra Bowl from Last Call Brewing in Oakdale, California. Citra Bowl is a tasty citra hop-based uh, pale ale that is just delicious. It's great. It's my favorite five percenter to drink and enjoy. You know what's interesting is I don't think I'd ever even had one. You talk about it all the time. You talk about how it's your favorite. I think out of spite. I just didn't want to drink it. And the other night, I had a few people over here, and you weren't invited, FYI. Thanks. Um, and I, there was a Citra Bowl in there. I drank it. Damn, it was delicious. It's a nice. It's a good, that was a very tasty. That's a very Brad move of you to be like, fuck you. You say you like it, I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to drink it for, for, for seven years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got my signature Diet Pepsi, and I just felt a little spicy tonight, so I, I went. I I. I I juiced it a little bit with some uh, makers. Little makers. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking, so, you know, it's Christmas season, and I was thinking about gifts, and my brother gave me this gift. Um, it's called Bunnahabin, Um, and I actually Googled that before we started this, and Brian Cox had a little video where he taught me how to pronounce that. Ooh, and okay. it's a 12-year, and it's from uh, the Isla region, which is usually very, very smoky, and this one really isn't, which I'm actually glad for. But it's really tasty. It's yummy. My brother gave me that. And uh, so thank you to my brother, which I don't say very often. What's his name? Tim. Timmy. You, you know what? I haven't gotten, yeah, we haven't gotten idiot. an idiot. We haven't got an idiot. Thing in a while. Yeah. What's up with Tim? We got to get him back on in the new year. We'll have him come and just idiot. know some idiots. And, Tim, you're an idiot. Yeah. We should have an episode where just he's not judging. He's just literally sitting there just calling us idiots about all this yeah, shit we do. He's just going right. like, to. He's like the uh, uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's dancer in the back, but all he does is just <laughs> hang out in the pod and just say <laughs> idiot. The skanker. I think they call <laughs> yeah. it skanking, right? The he dancing. was the skanker. Oh, I hate that movie um, in Clueless. Clueless? It, that, I don't know why, but that idiot that's just dancing around the skanker guy, it irritates me because I'm like, what is he doing? What is his job? And I looked it up. That's all he ever did. He was the most beloved guy in the Boston's. He was their skanker and and he, and everybody loved him in the Scots. That just makes me matter. That was his, that was his job. Because you're thinking as a drummer and a somebody who's writes songs right. and stuff, you're like, this guy's getting a cut of my money. Right. For literally dancing on stage, I guess. I mean, I guess there's dancers and stuff, there's but he's dancers, not like he doesn't man. have like choreography or anything. MC Hammer went poor paying all his fucking dancers. Oh, shit, whatever. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, he had an entourage of like a hundred billion. It was stupid. All right, well let's let's have a seance and talk to Bob Clark because he died in 2007. Um, Bob Clark, probably one of the most interesting IMDb's that you're going to find on a director. Well, if you're familiar with IMDb, it, it says you when you first click on a person, it always says known for, and you're going to have right. four films. And sometimes I look at him like, why the fuck did they choose those four films? Uh -huh. But but his just sums him up in such an amazing <laughs> way because here are the four known fours for directing for Bob Clark. You've got... And and our friends Tony and Felicia from uh, Two Chicks and a Horror Flick will love this. He, yep. Obviously, he directed Black Christmas, a very '70s horror 1974. movie. 1974. Then he's got Porky's, <laughs> oh, a a, a teen 
R-rated comedy uh-huh. that is that that set. I mean, if it, it, it comes before all of the other movies, like I mean, American Pie and Superbad and all those. I mean, it's basically like their grandpa, right? If there's any, if there's any movie that might deserve to be canceled, which I fucking believe nothing should be canceled, it's Porky's because there's some, rough. there's some shit that's going rough. on in that it's movie that's not right. And then you've got a Christmas story. I mean, one of the, just the most treasured classics of cinema uh-huh. for the Christmas season. Um, I mean, just absolutely pure at heart, a great movie. And then a weird, dumb baby geniuses <laughs> comedy. I'm like, you've got a classic horror of, of 70s cinema. You've got Porky's, a teen R-rated comedy. Then you've got Christmas story. And then you've got baby genius. Some would call that prolific. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so, and, Much and, props to Bob Clark. And on top of that, there, there's a couple others. I dug a little deeper. Um, he had a movie called Turk 182, which was kind of a, 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 a fairly known 80s movie. But he also did the sequel, Porky's 2. Okay. But he also did a little movie called Rhinestone in 1984 with Dolly Parton and Sylvester Stallone. And Sylvester Stallone is trying to be a country singer. Oh, boy. And I tell you what, if you want to have some fun, Google or go to YouTube and look up a song called Drinkenstein with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I'm this is a great and, YouTuber. And, oh, my God. You will have so much smiles on your face. Is this going to be my, my new holiday classic? It's so good. It's so horribly, horribly, horribly good. Um, just enjoy. Well, on his, in 1967, his, his, one of his first credits a 4.3 starred movie called she man, a story of fixation. But then you go to his last like moments. Like, I mean, in the last years of his life, he did a movie called super babies, baby geniuses Two. got one and a half stars on IMDb, <laughs> the karate dog, a TV movie that got 2.7 stars. And his final one was called blonde and blonder with 2.8 stars. Man, I would really have liked to be like his kind of confidant in those years and be like talking him, about what he like hear his logic right like i mean it's probably just a paycheck right at that point right? at that point which i mean you know what honestly we're kind of like i mean they can't all be scorsese right like i mean you know what he's making a living directing films he probably made a shit pile of money oh no no he and and, and with those four that i mean well actually okay three of those four like that those are legendary right. yeah but i will say he also uh, helped kind of ruin my childhood too, because, uh, 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 one of my favorite all time books, uh, there was super fudge by Judy Bloom and it was mm-hmm. the tales of a fourth grade, nothing. And then super fudge. I loved those books with a passion and they did a TV series in like 1995. I was already in high school. So I'm like, Oh, I want to check this out. Like mm-hmm. I still love these books and it was just a piece of shit series. Like I was, hated was he it. Involved? So, oh yeah. He was like the, the creator and the director. Oh shit. Okay. And I was just like, fuck this like you're you're just taking something i i felt like at that time i was like i could have done such a better job of like producing the this this book like like in my mind everything that he, he that i pictured just did not happen and it was terrible little sidebar have you, have you guys ever seen uh like conan o'brien clips where paul rudd comes on and whenever he the mac and me the mac and me whenever he pitches a movie it's it's so that's another fun YouTube. If you ever want to spend some time there's, and people have put it all together where he, all his appearances, but every time Paul Rudd would come on to Conan, he'd be pitching a movie and he'd say, Hey, let's show to the clip. And he would always show the same clip from this fucked up ET ripoff movie called Mac and me. And it's a sponsored hol- by McDonald's. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Hilarious. McDonald's hilarious invested in this movie. So, but apparently, so at, towards the end, I think it was like one of Conan's last shows. He goes on, he's ex- kind of explaining how this happened. 
and he said he he mentioned that he om- he was between two clips. It was that one, and he's also going to pick a clip from Baby Geniuses, which was like some little kid in a or like a yeah. small person in a look maybe look yeah. like a baby kicking the shit out of people or whatever. And so he's actually going to pick it from Baby Geniuses. And that, but he decided to go with the Mac and me and it became this uh, whole shtick for over like fifteen years of him going on Conan. Baby Geniuses might have blown up. If who, who knows? Yeah, but anyway, a little sidebar. <laughs> So, we have any questions for uh, this very well, so, unique so director? My, my question was like, you know, given the legendary voiceover and what I might sort of claim that I think that it, it's helped a lot by the the match of the voiceover and the sort of body and facial expressions of Billingsley. What or uh, how did they do it? Right. right. I, mean, I think the traditional voiceover, when you when you think about it for in. Well, I believe the traditional voiceover, especially obviously if you're going to do characters in like an animated film, um, you watch the, you know, you're seeing it and the voiceover is, is being read after the film has been shot. Right. Um, but I guess the, the, the point of confusion here is like, how does then Billingsley get the, get it just right for the voiceover to match? Right. And it's, it's my guess is right. That the director has a very clear, you know, I right. picture of what the voiceover is going to look like, but I would be curious about this. Or, is, or is, I, I think it was reading straight from his, his, uh, the, the read, like his writing. So I think it was, uh-huh. a lot of the narration came directly from, like you said, the, uh, the book, uh, the book. And so I think it was him I'm reading just saying that. Like, and like they had that on set, I'm assuming. Well, maybe he was there. Right, but I'm saying maybe he's there. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's doing, I like, I'm not saying that's what he, they recorded, but I wonder if he, if, if it's possible that he actually did the voiceover in the scenes yeah. so that the actors could react to it. I would be, yeah, that, that sounds, I bet they, I bet they did that. And I just wonder whether or not that's unique, right? I mean, whether or not they, I bet that's not overly common, right? I mean, probably, well, you know, we know, for example, that red can't have done that in Shawshank because the voiceover is often where red is around right. or there's no actors reacting. Right. right. So, you know, I think this is the sort of, you know, the voiceover happens in real time with mm-hmm. actors, you know, trying to portray and it seems almost like it reminds me a little bit of wonder years, right? So the, you know, uh, Daniel Stern is doing the voiceover where Kevin, and it's a similar feel with the kid and, and, and he's sort of in scene. And that also is pretty phenomenal. Although it's obviously a lot long, a lot more of it. I got to say that probably was. I mean, I, I if it's not directly influenced, I mean, at least somewhat influenced. I've got to think so. That that the whole series because oh. it's 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 shooting an olden age with the narration. Like it's it's very much in the exact same vein. Right, right. Same kind of almost uh, pacing and and yeah. Interesting. The Wonder Years starts in '89, right? So it would have been out for a while, but I mean, right. it certainly would have yeah. been the phenomenon that right. it became. Um. It, what I'm actually really surprised at is why didn't Gene Shepard become an iconic voiceover? He did some other work, he, he, but I looked at his credits and there was nothing popped out as, as you know, near like being successful. Well, I didn't notice that they had, and PBS had already created some little mini series of, uh-huh. of his book. So there was actually, even before this came out, they had actually already done some, uh, some uh, little shorts from his book okay. filmed. And so this was not actually the first filming of, of any of Gene Shepard's stuff. So like mm-hmm. they actually done it before. So yeah, you would think like, Oh that, and then they've got the movie and like, it would become this continuing thing, but I guess not. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I've got a dumber question though. Like my <laughs> dumb question for, for the director is <laughs> um, you've got a kid named JD Rob. He plays the character Schwartz uh-huh. and then you've got, 
a kid named Scott Schwartz that plays Flick. Flick. Like on set, why didn't they just have Scott Schwartz play Schwartz and JD Rob play Flick? And like, play, it be, seems like that would be hella confusing. Yeah. Schwartz is playing Flick. JD Rob's playing Schwartz. Right. Like on set, wouldn't that have been a fucking nightmare? Like, all right, Schwartz. Like, oh, no, no, no. I'm yeah. not talking to you. Uh, Schwartz, care. Uh, fuck. It seemed like it would just be nightmare, right? <laughs> yeah. Trying to like figure that out if you're trying to like talk to them Keep and like the characters give them the same. Like they they do the same stuff. They have the they same just line. Switch just switch the names. The names. Yeah. It's just really It's easy. so wild yeah. that like it, that had to have led to some conflict on set at some point where they're like, "All right, so Schwartz is going to do this." And he's like, "Me? No, no, no. No him." Right. No. I know you're Schwartz, but no, the character like it just seemed like it would just be <laughs> like disastrous, right? Yep. That is a dumb oh, question. It would aggravate like it. me. It would aggravate me. <laughs> I love it. And the secondary thing is like they don't have, they'd actually uh, uh, nobody can determine the exact year that this is supposed to take place. There's a lot of things that say it's this year. It's all within like the late 1930s to early 1940s. And so nobody can figure out exactly like what year it's supposed to be because okay. there's uh, oh, there'll be a car that. OK, obviously that car came out this year. Oh, well, this thing didn't come out till that year. And so like people are like kind of back and forth. Um, he's talking about a trade in baseball and like the, that, that pitcher got traded at some point bullfrog. They traded bullfrog. That's like, right. That they, they talk about, he actually never was traded. He became a free agent. And so like, they're trying to like, they, they do all that whole game, but nobody can actually narrow it down to one specific year. There's huh. not like, there's little things that put it between about a chunk of about four years. Right. I, I know the, so the, they had a follow-up uh, Christmas story. Christmas. I was going to ask if anyone's seen this. So, okay. I've tried twice now. Not good, and I haven't been able to get through. I just I, so maybe you're, you're the, talking about the one that came out just like it, last year. Because Billingsley's yeah. in it, he and yes. he's an adult. Is it? Yeah. Is he? Is he the adult Ralphie? Yes. Is he's Ralphie, and it's like oh. It, and it, so so I'm taking. So I was going to oh. ask you guys, like, do you did you see it and did you like it? Because I and again, I might have been in a, a mood, and maybe I just wasn't into it. And I haven't seen it. Like I, oh, two nights ago, I go, hey, maybe for this pod I'll, I'll i'll watch it and be prepared to talk about it and i just couldn't get into it so i really enjoyed it a lot of nostalgia okay it had it, great it ratings it, and i really enjoyed it like uh the 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 girl from airplane she took over for right. melinda dylan julie part. haggerty julie haggerty and and she does a good job i think it's interesting i i really like i dug yeah. it like i i think it brings back the characters in interesting ways it goes some directions where you're like oh, okay it's gonna and then it's like oh actually it kind of puts a little twist on it so okay. it's like some of the things that happen like you're like expecting it to be oh it's just gonna follow the same path mm -hmm. that the the old movie did um they actually did like a, a previous like part two right. kind of like the right unlicensed too yeah and and i i remember i think this is early in social media days and i was like anybody that watches this i will shoot your eye out like <laughs> i was like i was fucking pissed i was like this seems like a the absolute turd don't get involved in this at all uh -huh. this one has a lot more heart and i feel like it gets the uh the right feel okay um i, I didn't know. i didn't hate it i just I, and maybe it's just because i'm just so used to the old movie and and this the charm of it or something i don't know i just couldn't buy it and uh i don't know well scotch you know what i might be recommending this later so well maybe you'll have to I'll, take up me up on my offer so, so i've got a question for for <laughs> all of you so so there one of the like you know most memorable scenes in the movie is the fudge scene we've all all referenced it right right so did your dad swear in front of you? Because he, he 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 says right, like he's like I learned all the words from the old man, right, right. But he can't say well, that. 
Well, first of all, one of my favorite things about that whole scene is the look on his dad's face when, like, so he says, okay, what'd you say? And he's like, that's what I thought you said. And as soon as he's out of eyesight, the dad has a little smile. Like, yeah, and then okay. he rats him out. Then he rats mom, him out, so, which, which like, is a little the weird. fuck is that? Like, at first you think he's going to be cool. He's like, oh, okay. He's, he's using the big boy words now. But then he says, you know what your son said? Well, then it leads to one of my favorite things, which is on the phone. And do you know what, what, what Ralphie just said? Uh, no, not that. And then she's like, well, do you know where he learned it from? Well, probably his father. <laughs> yes, which is great. <laughs> but but, but uh, then I love that she says no and then tells it to it's something. Great sound, and, oh like okay. Which which every time I watch that, I get I cringe a little bit because one of my uh, uh, as a dumb kid, one of my favorite pranks that some of my friends used to do is we would prank call somebody, uh-huh. and one of us would act like the kid, and we'd say something really stupid. And then the other kid would run in and be like, are you making prank calls again? And start acting like we're like beating oh, the shit. What? What? And then I, like, I was never a part of that. No, 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 you weren't. This is like a, a few other like neighborhood kids that we would do this. And like <laughs> one of them, they'd pick up, I'm so sorry. You know, my son just, he's, he's, he's so obnoxious and he does this. I, they'd usually be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't need to. And then God damn it. You bah, 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 like, just like acting like we're just beating the fuck out of each other. And it was just like. <laughs> terrible prank call but i'm sure some people were like holy <laughs> shit um, so go back to your question you're, yeah so, did your dad swear in front of you well i grew up on a farm and i grew up around a lot of cursing and i wouldn't say that's a, actually a great question now that i'm really thinking about it because i don't know if it was necessarily my dad other than everybody else so but i know at some point he definitely used some language that wasn't appropriate but i don't remember how early it was i don't remember how young i was when i heard it so my dad was military and he was a football coach, which would automatically make you think that he's going to be cussing up a storm. But my dad is not a swearer yeah. whatsoever. He's, he is not somebody who cusses and uh, he's one of those like military men. They can cuss because they've earned it and they're in battle and stuff. And he didn't mind, you know, some of his assistant coaches and stuff would definitely cuss up a storm. Right. <laughs> Go with Coach Cheney. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, those types would do it, and he would he would tolerate it, but he's definitely never been a big cusser. So, uh-uh. Yeah, so I, I know, but I know I heard it early because, I, and I, even, I think I said this on um, the Grumpy Old Men pod, that for some reason, I'm, no, I'm known as the kid who taught everybody how to cuss. Right. And this was an elementary school. And so the one thing this, okay, now I'm remembering something. My dad didn't necessarily like just cuss in general, but he used to teach me all kinds of dirty songs <laughs> and not necessarily like totally filthy or whatever, but like kind of the songs that are kind of like make you think he's going to cuss and he change the words type of songs, so, like so, funny little things. So my wife has a great, she, she, tells that exact story about her grandmother who uh-huh. uh, would, so there's a song, it's a, uh, I'm gonna pit. I got a piss. I got a piss. I got a pistol on my knee. Oh yeah. A, a soul. A soul. A soldier. I will be. I'd never heard of it, but like there was these sort of like <laughs> right. little songs like that. Her parents used to get mad at her grandma for this. Yeah. Um. So my dad. Funny. I mean, I bet I can count on one hand the number of times yes, I've your dad's not I've heard my dad. But here's the thing, and I don't know. But you know, Dad, you're probably listening. I have a hunch that he probably swore plenty, but just never around us. Right. Now, now he'll say, you know, he doesn't like movie, you know, he doesn't necessarily like movies or TV shows that have like egregious swearing in it. Like, yeah. like, 
but I, my guess is as a young man and maybe with his friends or maybe in private or maybe with my mom, like he probably swears. He's a military dude too. So I mean, yeah, but I mean, more than that, he's just, I, I, my dad and I are probably a lot alike. Like my guess is, you know, and I think probably, you know, when I was like, I, like I said, I, I mean, I might maybe literally, I bet I've never heard him say a word worse than hell. I remember getting in trouble for sneaking out to uh, Shauna Bibb's house in eighth grade. And my dad rolled up in his truck because he knew we were there. And like, you know, he, you know, read me the right act. I remember him saying, what the hell were you thinking? And I was like, holy shit. He just said hell. He's right. <laughs> I was like, he's mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so like, it's funny because I don't think, you know, and even still, like, we don't really like swear in front of each other much. I might drop a little shit asshole here right. once in a while. But of course yeah. on the pod, that's one of the weird things about the pod is I know he listens and I just, you know, I know. Let him fly. swear up a storm, but I'm yeah. like, you know, it's just, it's just something we don't ever well, do. I want to give a shout out to uh, Louis Ontiveros. And, and I know, I don't know where Louis is and, and hopefully he's still around and, and I don't think he's a listener, but Louis Ontiveros in fourth grade was like, I remember that was the kid who taught us to cuss. You were just okay. saying you were the kid uh-huh. who, who taught yeah. everyone to cuss. Louis Ontiveros was in fourth grade. I remember he was, uh, we were together in Miss Doraz's class, I think. And uh, <laughs> that kid taught us, he taught us all the correct yeah. words. Yeah. And then it, then it was after that, the next year, it was getting introduced to Easy E. Oh, well, that was a, that, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Dirty rat. Too, too short and easy. <laughs> too, oh, too short and easy. Yeah. Back, two was, live crew. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Two live crew was the, the, the original. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, talking about being around your, you know, thinking about your parents and not cursing is like people listening to this podcast, probably wouldn't believe it, but I can actually not cuss when I, me too. Appropriate. I can be in a situation oh, and I, not I, throw the F word around. And that's exactly the thing that my parents were sort right. of like, I think they had the lesson late, you know, by the time it was old, it was like, you know, you, you can swear around your friends, what, but you can't swear in certain situations and you have to be able yeah. to do that. And so I still, you know, I can keep it together pretty well. Although I'd say, you know, for me, swearing is a little bit of a test sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to swear around somebody and see how they react because like sometimes they'll tell me a little bit about like, whether or not like we're going to be a good match. Well, so like, I, I like a yeah. woman that swears well, like that a woman that swears well is like, not, not just a woman that sort of is a, you know, appropriate but like, swearing appropriate, but sometimes like really let it rip, but uh-huh. like, you know, not just all the time. Super, you know, super, right. you know, crass crass. Yeah. Well, Nate, there was a, a, one of my favorite swearing moments ever and talking about that filter to be able to turn it off and turn it on. Um, I, I this is sometime in high school. I'm, I'm thinking like junior, senior year, we came out to Santa Cruz to visit. It was me, Dan, Arlen, and Dave, and we came out to visit you on the coast. And you guys had your beach house. And of course, it's four guys in a truck driving up, and we're cussing up a storm, talking shit, and blah, 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 blah. And then we get to the house, and it was like you and some of your relatives were all like sitting around, like your dad and your mom. <laughs> and we come in, and we're like just kind of greeting people and stuff. And then Arlen says something like, right in the middle, we're just standing in the middle of a bunch of Nate's family. And yeah, it's like, you know, like my parents, their friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's like, oh man, that fucking drive, blah, blah. And I kind of look at him like at first. And then he's like, looks at me and he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, cut it. Like, what are you doing? And, like, he, and he wasn't doing it on purpose in front no. of adults. He just like had no awareness. That he it's like the, the filter it. just didn't get like shut off. Like he didn't <laughs> shut off the swear filter. And like all of a sudden, like he's just, uh, I think he dropped like three F-bombs right in a row. And I'm just like, kind of like grabbed him. Like, dude, hey. And everyone just pretended it didn't happen. <laughs> right. It wasn't like, right. you know, it was like. 
<laughs> and it just, I remember it so vividly. Oh, I was just like, Arlen. what is he doing? <laughs> you guys probably left the room and your, your folks probably just started busting up laughing. I'm sure. Oh. Right? I mean, that's, they were high school kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that's great. All it's right. kind, it's kind of like the look that uh, uh, Flick gives, or no, Schwartz gives, I think, when uh, when uh, he's doing the beat down on the bully. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he's like, like oh. your mom's coming. And then he's like, ooh, he's kind of like trying to like, cut it. I and mean, it doesn't happen. <laughs> we were kind of doing that with Arlen. Oh, I love it. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, Let's get on to the next uh, category here and, and say goodbye to the dead director. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Casey Shearer. And this is Ray. Do you like pop culture? We're pretty sure you do. Then come on over and check us out at deluxeedition.show. You will not be sorry. Or maybe you will be. I don't know. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by... Oh, fudge. Sweet treats and candy licks. Hey there, you looking to put some sweet and or salty holiday treats in your yapper? Or how about putting your tongue on some tasty sticks and poles? Well, we can't wait to fudge you right in the mouth with our sugary chocolates and variety of candy canes. The folks at Oh, fudge. Sweet treats and candy licks can't wait to fill your mouth with their loads and loads of delicious gloriousness. So come on in today. And you know what we always say, fudge and A. I love the idea of putting fudge in the glorious hole. <laughs> oh, no. Is it a one-night stand or do you hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like, fuck, marry or kill. It's Shag Snack Body Bag. Is it a one-night stand? <laughs> what the shit are you doing? Just, just off the rails, bro. I think this is like my last uh, uh, recording for the year, and I just decided to just wow. fuck it up big time. Anyway, okay. I should just shut it. Oh, <laughs> fudge. Well, I was just sitting there thinking. I was about to sing, uh, sit a one-night stand, and do you shoot his fucking eye out? Oh. Uh, I missed an opportunity. Missed opportunity. Damn it. It's never too late. Okay. Well, this is the portion of the show where we shag, snag, and body bag. And shagging is, you know, what are you just going to just use for one night and throw in the dumpster uh, snag? What are you going to take home to your mom and dad? You, know, you just want to just love it forever. And body bag, just get the hell out of here. So we're going to start with shag, and I'm going to start with Nate. So I have expressed at different times on this show that one of my great regrets is that I never, like, you know, that I never had the, well, I didn't say never, but I didn't do as much, like, sticking up to the bully as a kid, mm-hmm. Zach, Zach recently mentioned this on our Mean Girls pod. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, you know, I think you I, heard that, didn't you? Wait, didn't he bring this up on the, we, we did, uh, uh, we no, did no, he, yeah, he bought that. He brought that up a long time ago, but I'm saying yeah. that Zach recently brought it up okay. on Mean yeah. Girls pod. And I was saying, Nate, you of course heard that. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. That's why everyone reminded me of it. That's the first one I ever listened to. Is. <laughs> Um, so I love the scene where he beats the shit out of the bully. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, 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 I both love it because I'm just like, yeah, like you, you, uh, you, he, that dude got what he needed and it's sort of like, but it's also a, an interestingly, 
Like I like it that he just breaks down, right? And it's and in some ways it's it's the most serious part of the whole movie, yeah. right? It's you get this like real release where he's just overwhelmed, right? right. And he sort of rage, but also just like so beaten down by the sort of fear of this that mm-hmm. he's kind of letting it all out. And so I that's a like it's not the scene that like I think is the best in the movie, but it's the one that I like if I'm going to seek out a single scene, that might be it. Most but, emotionally resonant for sure. And yeah. it's like, that's that's the whole thing. It's it's not like he gets up and flexes and everybody cheers. <laughs> right. and like he's like T-bags stomping them. around. Wait, wait, no, which, he which, fucking just breaks down and cries. Which like, considering like a lot of the silliness and the sort of like over the top kind of posturing fantasy that he has, you can imagine that that scene would have that same flavor. And it just doesn't, right? No, like yeah. it's, it's, it's the opposite of that. Yeah. In fact, it, like his brother's worried. His brother's like, man, yeah. daddy's going to kill Ralphie. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but we used to say that quote all the time. Daddy's going to kill Ralphie. Um, what's crazy is like, you know, he's in the zone and he's just like, it, so obviously he's beating the crap out of, out of Scott Farkas and, great buddy, frag of shmugger, frag of frag of and the henchman comes over and is like, Hey, what are you doing? And he just one arm just shoves him off, off him. Yeah. Just, and then the mom, she can't even like, for a couple she minutes, she scream at him for a second. It's yeah. crazy, and the blood on Farkas's face. Yeah. I mean, like it's really, it's kind of an intense. Like you yeah. know, he 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 pummels him. Yeah, like, and, and he's got a little bit too. He's got that kind of like tears. Like man, I just got fucked up, and he's kind of right. he's pissed about it. Oh, but oh, he's, yeah. he's got a little tear in his eye too, and he's he's like trying to figure it he's out. Scared. What's what's crazy about this is it always reminds me of this story my dad told me. So my dad was the nicest, most you know, easygoing, soft spoken. But he's one of those guys that when he spoke, you listened. And he always had a twinkle in his eye. A great, just amazing man. And you wouldn't believe it, but he was in the Marine Corps. Because like when it was coming time to get drafted for the, for uh, Vietnam, he's like, well, if I'm going to get drafted, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to join. I'm going to join the best. I'm going to be a Marine. And so he joined the Marines. And he tells a story about this guy who was fucking with them just nonstop, just totally. Cause my dad was kind of a smaller guy, but he was, he, but my dad was also a lineman, which is crazy. Cause like, he was like, you know, five foot 10, but like those linemen small, in the sixties were just, but like, he yeah. could get up, but he can get under people. He said, he, he goes, nobody ever got under me. So, but so he's not the biggest guy around, but he was also strong. Well, this guy kept fucking with him, fucking with him, fucking with him. And he says, he swears, he does not remember what happened. He just, everything went black. And all of a sudden when he came to, the guy was on the ground. He was on his chest, and the guy's face was covered in blood. Wow! And he goes, he he has no wow. idea. Full, he, what went, he went full Ralphie. Full Ralphie. And yeah. so every time I watch this movie, you think of your dad. I think of my dad in that scene. That's kind of a cool, kind like, of yeah, kind of a cool memory. Hey, yeah. Cheers to your pops, man. Yeah, yeah cheers, oh, yeah. cheers, Hell cheers. Yeah. yeah, miss him so much. Okay, so Brad, what are you gonna shag? My shag is the. And it's weird. It's it's very interesting because like you, you would say the score, but it's kind of like a combination of score and and soundtrack because yeah. they use a lot of classic some classic songs that were were used in other movies and things. So it's like, the, but the music carries it. The music does yeah. such a good job of creating emotion and building scenes and like like some of like the little like when he's like thinking about things like all of a sudden like the music just kind of plays right into it and uh-huh. stuff and like yeah. little just notes that are hitting it's it i really focus on the music when i watch it a lot of times because yeah. I, I really like a lot of the different little beats and and songs that kick in i'm gonna i'm gonna co-sign on this but it's a little different but just pretty much just the feeling i get every single year when i hear that music it, it like the little trumpets 
and then yeah. you hear yeah. the little jingle bells going on. And it's just that locks me in and says, okay, now it feels like Christmas is here. And the uh, song that does uh, that for me is the uh, the Peter and the Wolf when when the like that whole part like like that like when the bullies are about to show up and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah, i always i always get i really dig that part like i mean just the music really hits in the right spots for me and i really dig it okay uh let's move on to snag um brad why don't you start us off with snags Uh, you know the snag it's not even fair and you guys might be co-signing here but melinda dillon and darren mcgavin as the parents like they're just they are the perfect parents because they're so real because everything they do it's it's with love but there's a lot of anger and there's 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 definitely bickering between them and it's it in a strange way it reminds me a lot of just like my childhood growing up because like my parents bickered but i knew they loved us right the holidays were always special to us and and like there was just kind of that same like where they're going to play each role like sometimes one's the nurturing sometimes one's yeah. the angry and like it kind of goes back and forth because like sometimes she's nurturing Mm-hmm. But other times she's with like the soap and like angry at him and stuff like Ralph, get out of here and stuff. But, and, like, she, but she also had his back and, di- yeah. and didn't tell him didn't the tell dad him. Yeah. that he got in this fight. Right. And then the dad has his back by getting him the BB gun. It's like, right. oh, I had one when I was like seven or whatever. He exactly. Says. Like, I mean, it's like they each they know how to kind of take care of the kids, even though sometimes there is some 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 animosity and, and fire and anger and, and, and I, things going. I on. love the shot at the end where where. They're, he's sitting in the dark and the snows in the window. I say, hey, take a look at this. And she sits kind of on, he's in the easy chair, sits on the leg of the chair. Oh, yeah. And he's got his arm up. And he's kind of true just, love, man. The soft fingers mm-hmm. on, the, on her back and they, they toast their wine. It's just such and a it's, And scene. it's a very real relationship. I mean, oddly, right? It's like the movie's not really about it, but it's a very real relationship, right? They that's, kind of, that's exactly the point is that like, like as she, I'm, as she's I'm kind of like it, gritting her teeth about person. the leg lamp, right? And like eventually gets fucking pissed and is like, I'm breaking this thing. And you know what? And it's the whole, and and I know this is, uh, uh, this is a movie that's tough, I think, in a little bit for, for maybe parents to show the kids because there's the questions of sin. Yeah. So let me jump into this. Well, I, I, I just want to say like as a, as a parent now, watching what they go through during the holidays and like that 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 moment after when Christmas is gone the way you hoped it has and like that's what's so perfect about that moment is like they got their arms around each other and just like we did it we did it we handled this and you know we got through this season and and, and I think everybody had a great time so we talked about that I'm gonna this is my snag and we talked about this in the elf pod is like there's a concern for us you know my wife and I as parents because it introduces the idea that like some people don't believe in Santa Claus and we're sort of at the point with our little girls that we're like, we don't even want to plant that seed. One of the things that, so, so my, my snag is like being able to bring to life the, both the magic of being a kid and believing and also the magic of being a parent and making that, making that magic come to come to, you know, like stay. And they make the movie in a way where if you're a kid watching it, you relate to the experience of Ralphie. He's asking for this thing over and over again that he doesn't know if he's going to get right. And he's like preoccupied with it. And then he's so stoked at the end. And if you're a kid and you still believe, I don't think you know that the parents got it for him because one interpretation of the way that they talk about it is that like, they're sort of like disapprove. She's a little disapproving, but maybe they're sort of like, I don't know if Santa should have gotten it. And he's kind of, the dad's kind of like, well, I had one, you know, right. so it's okay for right. Santa to have gotten it. So if you're a kid and you're looking at it as like Santa got that, obviously you don't look, watch the movie and think 
this, you know, wait a minute. But if you're a parent, you know, right? And you can relate to that scene. And so the exact same scene is totally relatable to a kid that's a total believer and a parent who has that special feeling of like, we really got this kid, this thing that, that they didn't think they were going to get. And I, I just like, you know, for me, it's, it, it is a special thing. Thinking back as a kid, I relive that, you know, a lot and, and, uh, thinking as a parent, being a parent and seeing it, it is special, right? Like to get mm-hmm. to, you know, watch your kids do that. Now I, to me, I would think the part that I'm not, I'm not a parent. And so I, I don't really know, but asking you guys, isn't the scene in, in the mall with the scary Santa and him saying, you'll shoot your eye out kid. And then taking his foot and put hitting. Wouldn't that kind of be something like it, Or would kids say, is that really how Santa would do so, it? So, so the essential, the, 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 noble lie that's the most important for he's, parents. He's a helper. Is there's always a lot of Santas that aren't the real Santa okay. there, there, there. And, and that like, sometimes you, sometimes you talk to a Santa that like is either a helper or, is just someone that's like pretending to be Santa, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the real Santa knows, right? The key is mm. the real Santa knows without you telling him. Right. And so there's kind of a, a un, you know, there's a, some logic that's not connected there for kids, but the, the, <laughs> right. the, 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 you have, they have to believe that there, there's a real Santa that knows. And there's some Santas that aren't really, well, real well kids are always going to write like our kids have wrote, they wrote letters to Santa. Right. And it's like, I mean, if they're clever, they might ask the Santa like, well, what did I write in my letter? And it's like, <laughs> Well, no, that's not the real Santa. Like, you know, yours your yeah. went down. Yours yeah. went to the North Pole. Don't worry about it. Like, the, this this Santa doesn't know what's going on. Like, this is just yeah. he's he's kind of helping. There's a lot of there's a lot of kids out there. You know, he's got to have yeah. some helpers out there. You know, trying to trying yeah. to do his business. So right. don't don't worry about that. Um, I I, I really just Darren McGavin as an actor. So it's like so I great. really don't know much else that he's been in. And he's Billy got Madison. A, that is true. That's what. That's the only th- other thing I know him from. Really. That that's about At, no. Uh, he, in the natural, he's he's uh, he's the kind of sport, the bookie guy that, okay. that makes a lot of bets. So yeah, but not a bunch of huge. Uh, roles. But uh, but a large IMDb. Like he's got a yeah. lot of things he's acted. But just goddamn, he's so perfect for this role. Yeah. Like he's just he is uh, when he <laughs> with the soap the the soap uh, poisoning, and when he yeah. first says soap poisoning he goes oh yeah. like the way he's just so dramatic about it yeah. and it's so perfect yeah. and it's like and oh. his accent that he has that whole time it's like well we, we think it's bad Bart, you know yeah. i mean one thing to point out though i mean you know obviously you you know this is by far his most known role and you might say you know that he's not overly well known in some other things but he has 181 total oh, yeah, so, so, yeah. credits Giant, I as worker. an actor. And his first role, which is uncredited, is in 45, and his last is 08. Yeah, he was he was working. Right? Yeah. I mean, made a lot of money. I mean, that's a 63-year acting career. That's wow. wild. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and just when he's, oh, when he's bargaining for the Christmas tree, too, and he's sitting there, and he's, like, talking, like, like that's another thing about their relationship. Like, he's sitting there talking with his wife, kind of, like, playing around. And then all of a sudden the guy's like like realizing that, oh shit, this guy might not have everything. He's like, I'll throw in some rope. You got a deal. Like yeah. just how aggressive he is with that. Just oh He's great. And and dude, how about his fake cussing? Like <laughs> it's so great. Oh, and it's so good. What a great way to do it because you know, you know he's saying some things, but it's if it was real cussing, it would just take all of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, well, and it again, it kind of like creates the experience of like as a kid you might not even really know some it, of the words. It's not right. meaningful yeah. right. Right, to you, except right. that you know he's swearing, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And then they don't actually say the F word and they do the whole fudge thing. So, um, yeah, so I was thinking about snagging him. Um, instead I'm going to snag Peter Billingsley. He's, he's so good. good job. He's so good. His facial expressions, his little smiles, his, his daydreaming. Um, he's just so, so great. And it's one of those things I was thinking, I was like, why wasn't he a bigger thing? I know he had some other films, some other things. And then obviously he popped back up later. He's, he's been in some Marvel movies. He's kind of one of the, he was like the helper for, uh, um, oh, doc, uh, not, who was it? The Mysterio. Um, yeah. Mysterio. I was thinking of a wrestler, Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. I think he's friends with Favreau and like, yeah, uh, he was an elf. He executive produced a lot of those movies and yeah, he was an elf. And uh, so he's, he's had a great career. But, but like as a, as a child actor, you'd think that you would see, you'd see him in more and he did a a few things, but then I thought, well, shit, this wasn't really a big hit. So maybe that's why, you know, some of these other, some of the other kids in this didn't really take off quite as huge as maybe they could have. Um, I know, uh, uh, Schwartz, or not actually, well, Flick, Flick or Schwartz, whichever it was. Scott Schwartz, Scott Schwartz who plays Flick. Was in The Toy with Richard Pryor. Yes. And yeah. he, he had some other other movies he did. but And then um, later did a, a little porn movie too, I think. Oh, shit. He did a little adult movie. Oh, I don't, I never saw it. Missed it. Well, Brad, tell us about it. I that's I, that's about as much as I know. I it's that, it, it's it a was, Christmas boner. It was something like that. That's just me. Um, it, but yeah, it was like later on he he did like it was like when kind of those like uh, I think Screech had like a little kind of like adult uh-huh. film. Like, uh, okay. It was kind of like in that era. Sorry, Dustin Diamond did an adult film. He was yes, like some like the handheld filmed like interactions with some uh, adult. He made the girl Screech. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I I don't know anything about the uh, the porn career of Schwartz or Flick or. Whoever. Well, I I just I'm surprised. And you took Peter Billingsley, but uh, you didn't take. I like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that character is weird and crazy. I love it. Um, fantastic. But yeah, no, I got to go with Billingsley. He's he's so great. So, uh, let's move on to the body bags. And uh, who wants to start us off with that? So I'm going to body bag. Um, there's not many things that I, that I feel regretful about in terms of the progression away from like regular cable and television towards streaming. Right. Cause I, I don't even have, you know, unlike scotch over there, I no longer have the TiVo and the, and the regular, you know, any kind of TV subscription. He, he just, he just texted us a couple days ago. It was like, we were talking about a movie uh, uh, and he, he just happened to mention it and he's like, Oh, look what's on coming on TV. It was, like, it was young looking, blood. Yeah, uh, looking uh, at his like, like DVR menu. And I was like, Oh, that's and I was so literally like, I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> so, 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 but this, I would, say my body bag is that this is one of the things that I lose, right? So it's on max, right? So I, uh-huh. I, I had it, I was rolling through it, but again, you know, this is a movie that I guess the body bag is a combo. It's not really a movie I can watch front to back mm-hmm. anymore, but it's a movie that I will love to have on and catch scenes. And right. so you have to act, do something other than just turn on TNT for the rest of, you know, the, it, the month. You know, it's funny because I, I was going to argue with you and say, dude, you can totally watch it start to finish. And literally I watched it from start to finish today, but I know I missed a big chunk of it cause I was on my phone and I wasn't exactly. watching it. So I, I basically can't make that argument. So you're, you're right. I used to love when they actually, for a while they were doing on both TBS and TNT 24. Uh-huh. 
like as soon as it goes to commercial one, I just changed the other one. I didn't yeah. care what point in the it's movie staggered. was. Like, yeah. I just be like, and I was just like, oh, I've already been watching that, but you know what? I don't want to watch commercials, so I'm going to go ahead yeah. and just, I don't care what part of the movie it's in. I'm going to jump to that one. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, Brad. My body bag is, it's, it's really simple. The fact that I never got to slide into cotton. Like that just looked so fun as much oh, as, yeah. as much as like a lot of the kids were screaming or he's getting kicked in the face <laughs> as he's getting pushed down or, or the, the little kid with like the little pilot glasses is losing his mind. It looked fun. I was like, dude, you get to slide down and like land in the cotton at the bottom. Like what yeah. the fuck vintage fair mall? Why have you not done this yet? Like I want to be on a second story slide and go down into the cotton. Like what, what are we doing here? Well, I just wish we had a store like that. Just that, just a wonderland of toys. And, and I mean, we had a Toys R Us, but it's, that's not the same. Like, did, the, did you ever go to the, is it FAO shorts in San Francisco? Never got to, oh, never, man. never went to that. That was magical. Okay. Cause yeah. they actually did like the whole like piano on the ground and everything yeah. like that. Where you yeah. Can, like, it was try like, out it, shit. It, it felt like the store in Home Alone, right. yeah, or big. I think like yeah, yeah. It, it was, it, and it, and we would go sometimes at Christmas to Union Square. That was sort of a tradition for some years, and going to I mean in that sort of like eight to you know maybe seven to twelve age range, going to FAO Schwartz just off Union Square in San Francisco was as feeling like you could be you were in a movie as I could get at that age. KB Toys in the mall. They KB usually had toys, like the remote yeah. control cars and out stuff out front, front yeah. like you uh-huh. could kind of play with. And I was like, that was always kind of my thing. I was like, okay. Yeah. At the cool. mall, Christmas season, KB Toys, like walking through those halls, like being like, oh figuring man, out what you're gonna ask for. Which G.I. Yeah. Joe set do I think I'm gonna try to get? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna get that big one, but I'll maybe I'll go for the little left one. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm on a body bag. So Years after I saw this for the first time, uh, I'm sitting there and I discovered another new movie, and it's a little, it's probably one of my all-time favorite films. It's a little movie called Slapshot, and I'm watching Slapshot, and then I realize that the lady that Paul Newman just banged, and he also finds out that she hooked up with one of the other players' wives. I found out, that, and you also see her boobies. Melinda that's, Dillon. That's Ralphie's Dillon. mom. Ralphie's mom. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching. Oh, wow, she's familiar. Who is? How, how was that? How do I know this girl? Uh, oh shit! She was how, slutty in her. She was slutty in her younger days. How's the rack? Not, Not great. great. Yeah, Not they're, great. They're kind of they're kind of hanging down a little mm-hmm. bit, and yeah, they're they're real, and and yeah. it, it was, but there was still something like. Hey, that's, that's Ralphie's that's mom. Ralphie's mom. So, so was, I was like <laughs> horrified, the game, man. horrified, the and then game. at the same time going, okay. Tiddly, it's like seeing Scott Schwartz's dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it was just a weird, it was a, it was a weird moment, and uh, it took me out of Slapshot, which was a bummer, but then I got back into it and realized it was the greatest movie, sports movie in the history of sports movies. It's classic. Fact, so anyway, okay, that's great. Um, we had some good ones. Let's move on to the next segment. Okay, if you like Christmas Story, then there's a very good chance you're going to like one of the recommendations we're about to give you. Brad? Well, we talked about it earlier, and I, I was I knew we were going to get to it before I got to uh, recommend it. But I am yeah. going to recommend A Christmas Story Christmas on Max. Uh, it is a nice uh, – uh, it honors the old movie. It's got all the main characters come back. Uh, it's got Farkas, Schwartz, Flick. Everybody's back in it. Um, Ralphie's in it for like a brief moment. 
Um, but it's worth watching. Ralphie's it's, just in it for a brief moment. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, his his brother. Uh, oh, Randy. 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 Randy's in okay. it for a pretty brief moment. But uh, okay. it is. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's got some some funny little stories. They they pay some homage to it, and uh, it's really cool. So I I am gonna I'm gonna finish it. I I think I, I remember I, it starting I, oh, slow. It, yes, I remember it starting slow, and it takes a little bit, and then once you kind of get in towards the uh, uh, I think the middle part, it starts to kind of like really okay bring I'll, the story together. So I'll give it another chance. I'd give it a little another shot. Right. Yeah, for right. sure. Nate. So uh, I, I may have recommended this last Christmas. So maybe our boy Steve or Hank or Jason can can you know fact check me here. But I am going to recommend recommend Violent Night. Okay. Not because it's particularly connected to this, but it's just I liked it. It's a it's a it's a new kind of novel Christmas movie, and okay. it takes the Christmas part of it very seriously. Violent Night. Yeah, came out last two years ago last year okay. it's kind of a diehard type movie mixed with uh so it's diehard mixed with ready or not okay almost like a gory violent action comedy about santa okay but he that, does lots of cool shit with is that david like, harbour is is is, is he from the, stranger things yeah yeah okay so, so he's yeah. santa and and it has it's 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 funny but I think the thing that's most notable about it that I loved was he uses like lots of Christmas themed things for his like violence. Okay. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's like, it's, it's through and through it's a Christmas movie. Right. Um, okay. Even though it's a lot of the, but it's, I, I thought of it when I went into it, it as like a horror, but it's not a horror. It's just an action movie that is gory. Uh-huh. And some of the, you know, there's that tradition of sort of like zombie land or right. maybe something like that. So okay. it's great. It's good. It's on prime. So okay. I, it's worth I'll a watch. Yeah. I, I, I saw a, a meme today online and it was, um, three movies and that said, which one isn't a Christmas movie. And the three movies were Die Hard, gremlins, which we've done both of those. Mm-hmm. And the third one was trading places, which I had, I kind of forgot about, but there's Christmas in that too. And so if, if me personally, I think they're all three Christmas movies. Yeah. The, the, the answer is the answer a is, trick question, which was all the, fortunately every comment I saw, they said, well, all three. All so, three. so they're all yeah, Christmas movies. All three. Anyway, um, my streaming rec is going to be, you know, something about, there's something about the, the joy of discovery and, and children and kids and all that stuff and just young people in general. And if you're talking about a movie about discovery, you got to go with, one of Bob Clark's other movies, Porky's, how they're discovering they themselves, discover their sexuality. Yeah. They see some things. They discover some and things. And damn it, it's just a just wrong movie from top to bottom, but it's a big part of my childhood. And I, I it's just hilarious and, and, and funny, and it's on YouTube for 99 cents. Yeah. So Well, I will say that uh, Bob Clark says that if he doesn't do Porky's, there's never a Christmas story. He's like, that's what basically gave him the clout to be able to do a Christmas story. That's amazing. So he goes from Porky's, which makes a, a, a bunch of money and uh-huh. like gets his name out there. And he's like, and then I got to do Christmas story. He's like, they were all trying to make me do horror movies again and stuff. He's like, I didn't want to do that. He's like, I wanted to do this little Christmas classic. And uh, he got to do it. So that's pretty cool. So wild. I love it. And, you know, one final stream recommendation, if uh, if this is your, your genre and you're into it, 
Scotty's X-rated adventure is uh, what you can search for. <laughs> if, you, if you want to do a Google and you want to uh, get interested in some, uh, pick up a few viruses on some, your computer some, while you're at it. Some flick dick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There it is. Flick dick flick. Awesome. Sweet. Let's run into some uh, alternate endings. No jet watch for Maverick mixed up on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic. Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. I'm very interested to see what we kind of come up with here. Um, because like we kind of mentioned earlier, the, the way it ends is just great with the mom and dad hanging out. And then they show the shot of them sleeping with their toys and and the great classic line of him pulling off hip shots and as he's dreaming with his gun um i mean i couldn't think of a better ending for a movie but that's what we do is we like to fuck things up so i don't know if this is an ending i mean i guess it's an alternate ending right Mm -hmm. so uh he, he everything pretty much happens as it is except he gets the gun he shoots exactly as he is in the target except instead of just breaking his glasses the bullet actually goes into his eye oh shit they cut you know like he has to rush in right he he, he tells his mom that you know it was in fact the bullet that the bb he goes to the doctor we don't see him go to the hospital but he comes back and like in the final scene he's wearing an eye patch Mm-hmm. And they did it. He did, in fact, shoot his eye out. <laughs> and so, like, it's just sort of an unsaid thing. But, like, we assume that he and yeah. finally, like, in the full fit of irony, right? Like, he shot his eye out. It's like the Twilight Zone version. I love it. Have you guys right? ever, did you get growing up, and I'm putting you on the spot here trying to remember a story, but did you ever, like, do something against the wishes of your folks and ended up getting hurt and, like, have something happen? While well, you guys are thinking about it, because I actually shot myself with a BB gun. Oh. And it was wasn't my eye or my face or anything like that, but I have memories. At I was we were living in this property and I was on I can picture myself being on that side of this old shed that this cantina used to be and there was a a piece of inner tube there. It was it wasn't blown up, but just like rubber inner tube and I decided, "Oh, I'm going to shoot that." I was BB gun shooting all kinds of shit with my Red Rider and I went down, shot it. And it bounced straight back up and hit me right in the gut. Oh. And it fucking hurt. And it left a big old welt on my stomach. And I thought like it was inside. You know, I thought it like went through the shirt and I think that was fine. But um, yeah, so I, was, I always think about that when I see that scene where he shoots his eye out. So. Well, Lieutenant Dan shot my ass out. Yeah. One pump, <laughs> one pump, not far enough. Two pumps just lit Brad's ass up. No, it was like seven pumps. <laughs> it wasn't. No, no. I was in the truck. He, he pumped it once, shot the bullet. It like fizzled out about three quarters of the way. He's like, all right, we guess to do it twice. Shot it. And you, you like shot up. Jumped like, up in the air. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was solid. All right. My, my alternate ending is, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's along the same lines. He gets the gun and everything. He's practicing. He doesn't actually like shoot his glasses. Like he, in the back, he's practicing. He's, he feels he's pretty good with it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's the new bully on the block. Like you got Scott, oh. Scott Farkas is like hanging out with his little his little toady, and like they're just kind of like sitting there. And all of a sudden, he's up on the thing, just 
bop, he's just shooting them. They're like, oh, and like he's just like fucking with them. And he turns into just like this little ruthless little asshole around yeah. town, just shooting. Maybe people. just like stock whipping people, just like oh crack, yeah, cracking their skulls. Oh, stock just of just the... super aggressive. And he's like, what? You gonna fuck with me? You gonna fuck with me? You gonna fudge with me? <laughs> You gonna fudge, fudge, you with, gonna me? fudge with me? Don't fudge with me. <laughs> you just straight up, literally, just took my what I was gonna say. Oh I no! Said, I, what I was gonna say was it was you show him like laying there, and then like, like a post credit scene, you show you see Scott Farkas and his little toady sitting there fucking with somebody else, and all of a sudden the his little henchman goes ow, and like, he gets hit in the neck. He's like, what the hell? And Scott Farkas looks, and then he shoots his eye out. Oh, but see, you're being kind of the he- like he's kind of the hero because like you got right. the guys. I'm just saying, yeah. he, he's just like they're just like hanging out doing nothing. He's just shooting them because he's just right. now he's like, I'm getting my revenge on everybody. Got it. Yeah. So <laughs> same but different. What if he goes back, finds the Santa, and just like he goes oh, rage lights monster up. lights up the Santa, lights up the elves, and those little elves. I was kind of thinking that the uh, um, I like Santa that kid. <laughs> yeah. What if he was a vampire? Oh no, that you got that all wrong. See what? You got that all wrong. There is a there was shot an alternate ending uh, because, as we know, the director was a originally movie. a horror movie guy. Uh-huh. So the original ending was that they ruin the turkey. They go to the Chinese restaurant. Of course, no one goes to Chinese restaurant. It's empty, and like they kind of look at them. They bring out a menu, and then all of a sudden, all the employees of the Chinese restaurant come out and surround them. They're all vampires. They're feasting. Oh. Christmas story till dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't they have just, his red rider yet, does he? Well, no. no. He, le- he left it at home. Oh, because yeah. he because he shot his eye. That's right. I, I will say that they uh, the one little trivia I did see that said that Melinda Dillon did not <gasps> know they were going to bring out the duck with the head. Yeah. And she actually, that was a real reaction. And she was yeah. like reacting. And then when he fucking knifed it off, like she was not expecting that. And that's why her scream is so legit. Like, well, her, when she first sees it, she, her, her, she's so startled. It's, a great it's so man. amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then and the head gets chopped off. So great. I, I will say this movie, I'd never had duck. Like until I saw this movie and like I was just excited and we actually went to a Chinese restaurant and I got some duck one time and I was like, fucking duck is delicious. Yeah. Little, I really yeah, like it. I don't dark, think I've ever dark, had dark meaty gamey, but it's, it's a little, a little, little greasy, a little bit. It's a little greasy. That's what it is. Yeah, but it's good though. It's tasty. Dang it. You never had duck? Nope. Really? Yeah. I, I, I haven't had any like weird exotic meats really in my life. I haven't had deer. I haven't had really? buffalo. I haven't had any of that shit. I'm, I'm, I need lamb? more different meat. No lamb. I don't. I, yeah, you're lamb. shitting. You've never had lamb. Nah, never had, had a desire to. And do you're that. very much a carnivore. I would think of you as someone who likes to eat some meat. Yeah, I don't know. Did you ever try lengua or like cabeza or anything? Like yeah, that? taco trucks. I had them all. I, 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 I had the say so. <laughs> I fucking ate the brain. I don't give a shit. So that I've not had. That's actually funny enough. That's. For all the taco truck I've eaten, I've never yeah. done the crazy. I, I've done there. everything on the menu on that. But I've, done, I've done gator. I've done s- s- snake. Actually, you know what? I have done some some snakes and some gator stuff because there was a, a great place down in L.A. Um, they had these little sausages and they had like mixes of like one had okay. alligator snake and something like that. So I've done G- that. Gator's actually like I've, I've had gator in Florida and in uh, Louisiana. Dude, those and gator nuggets, that spot we went to were delicious. I just had those again the other day in Florida. Oh, They're yes. really good. Yeah, the buffalo gator nuggets. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some. I, I'm trying to think of the other exotic. I had zebra. No, I didn't have zebra. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking. I had endangered squirrel. I, I, had gir- I had giraffe neck. Is that not okay? Yeah, I had that. I was just thinking that like the good nickname for you is buffalo gator nuggets. Buffalo gator nuggets. Like 
So that's what I'm going to call you from now on. They're delicious. Please do. Um, So what are we doing next week? You know what? Whenever we get close to uh, the actual Christmas day, we figure a lot of you guys are going to be, you know, opening presents and eating good food and hanging out with family and getting drunk and watching the Niners beat the shit out of uh, the Buffalo, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So I figured, you know what? It might be time for another little uh, Greatest Hits episode. I like that. Yeah, that's, those are fun. Greatest Hits, will, we're, uh, if you've got any ideas, throw them on the socials. Like if you're like, oh, dude, like that story about this or that. Like if you want to bring that up just to kind of, you know, jog our memories because we've been doing this for a little bit and sometimes uh, – I don't remember what we said tonight. Yeah, already. exactly. Any more news on the uh, last call bear release? Uh, it's still in the works. I mean, so we're gonna have enough for the third. Uh, is it? You think it'll be a third edition of BBK IPA, or are we gonna like mix it up? Well, I mean, it's the recipes changed a little bit from the first two iterations. So we had the direct, we had the original and the director's cut. What are we gonna call it now? Like the extended Ooh. edition? Well, we can we can just you yeah. know brainstorm really quick. What do we got? We unrated, got? uncut, unrated trifecta. Um, oh, I like unrated, uncut. Yeah, Ooh, unrated, uncut. Or, or we can just fucking just actually this time just do a stout called blooper reel. Oh, there you go. Why why, why <laughs> with the stout? I'm just saying. I it's love stouts. The one guy that I, drinks stouts over here trying to, to make it. God damn it. Yeah. It yeah. is a winter beer, though. It, it is. is funny. We do this delicious, like, tasty, tropical, uh, uh, hazy yeah. IPA, and it's right in the middle of winter. It's because everybody's dreaming about the tropics. It's January, late January, early February. Everybody's ready to be done yeah. with the winter. Wasn't, wasn't Freddy, uh, 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 Friday, uh, not Friday the 13th, but the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, wasn't it Dream? Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Yeah. What? We're dreaming of the summer. We're dreaming of the. I feel like you're forcing it. Dream. <laughs> dream. <laughs> fuck. I lost it. Uh, all that right. Sucks. So so we're doing the best. We don't and we don't even know what we're doing the new year. We really have no clue, folks. You know what? Just bear with us. There's probably going to be some we, content. We, you know what we should do? What's that? We should invite them. We should give like we should in, put out some lists and, and have some listeners vote for movies. Yeah. And put it on the socials and, and you know, we could pick a few. We could put a list out of 10 or something and then, yeah. like, let listeners vote on. Yeah, and whatever they do, pick, then we'll do the first what we want to do anyway. Know, do the first, yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. Well, we got to contact a few of our, of our favorite guests, too. Like, I mean, we got to get Lieutenant Dan back on. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan, maybe uh, the Gov hasn't made an appearance in a while. In a while. Uh, I know, the Gov. I bet And he he's feels, never picked a movie. I bet he feels kind of like he's been shit on a little bit. Yeah, he probably does. Well, tis the season. <laughs> to shit on people it's for shitting yeah i guess well, thank you guys so much for joining us uh it's it's been a, a, an amazing year we've had a lot of fun and uh bye-bye Start